During a recent KMS Financial Services gathering of professionals from around the country, Opus 111 Group's president, Jim Harvey, gave a peer talk called Soccer Taught Me Everything I Know About Being a Good Advisor. So I was born in Vermont. I grew up in New York and went to college in Pennsylvania. I moved west in 1979, and I've lived in Seattle or Alaska ever since. And beginning my freshman year in high school in 1970, I played soccer in all those places. My son recently asked me, what do you love so much about soccer? After thinking about it, I said, I love the way the game comes at you at full speed with no timeouts, no huddles, no organized breaks to adjust your game plan. You just have to adjust on the fly. When you think about our business, no two days are the same. Market conditions and client needs change constantly. And we all have to adjust on the fly if we're going to be successful. I've had four roles in the game of soccer. <clears throat> As a player, coach, referee, and broadcaster. I played goalkeeper in high school and college. I've coached recreational, premier, select, 4A, high school, and Olympic development program teams. Currently, I referee high school and premier uh, games. And most recently, I broadcast college regular season and NCAA postseason matches. Let me share with you the lessons I've learned as a player, coach, and referee and how they've informed my career as an advisor and business owner. I won the starting goalkeeper job my, freshman, my sophomore year in high school, and then went on to play every minute of every match through my senior year at Swarthmore College. This included playing in the very first NCAA Division III Men's National Championship game my freshman year a game played in a 16-degree snowstorm two days after Thanksgiving in, of all places, Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> we lost the NCAA final 3-1. to one. We gave up an own goal, and our opponents outshot us 46-3. to three. So imagine my surprise the next morning when I woke up to the following fake news headline in the Chicago Tribune. <clears throat> I thought, well, maybe I dreamed the whole thing. <laughs> Obviously, in our business, it pays to read beyond the headlines for the same reason. Now, here's the first thing you need to know about playing goalkeeper. It's intense. You have to be fit, quick, flexible, and fearless. It's a completely unnatural act to dive sideways and land without killing yourself. And you have to love doing that. You have to do the work. For me, that meant diving 30 to 40 times every day on both sides for three consecutive months, every year for seven years in a row. During summer breaks, I used to go over to Dartmouth and field shots from their players who were there for summer school. One day, 
No one showed. So I spent nearly an hour tossing the ball sideways to dive and catch it, or forwards to punch it, or even behind me to dive backwards and deflect it. When I walked off the field, the guy who was watching me asked me, are you insane? <laughs> and I said, well, I'm a goalie. We're all insane. <laughs> Think back on when we got started in the business. We all had to do things that were hard and that no sane person would want to do. Whether you're diving on your side or making 100 cold calls, you're going to come away with bruises. Like goalkeeping, you have to do the work. But if you can take it, keep at it, and maintain a positive attitude, the rewards will come. As an industry, we need to remind our young advisors of this because attitude is critical to success in soccer and in our business. I'll give you an example. Defenders have the most thankless job on the field. And as a result, they're very hard on themselves. I had to find a way to get them off the hook emotionally. Now, goalkeepers direct the defense because we're the only player on our team that sees the whole field. But the timing of my defender's tackles was critical if I was going to allow my midfielders sufficient time to get back. So I told my defenders, look, go in hard for tackles, and if you're out of position, that's my fault. As advisors, helping our staffs avoid being too hard on themselves is equally important. When you're a goalie, it's easy to be hard on yourself because if you screw up, you cost your team the game. People often ask me, well, how do you handle the pressure of penalty kicks? It's a great question. But I ask them, well, who do you think has all the pressure? And their answer, of course, is the goalie. But think about this. Kickers should score 80% of the time. So the expectation of a person taking a penalty kick and their teammates, the coaches, and the fans in the stands, everyone, is that they will score. Now, sure, I'm the guy being asked to guard a goal that's eight yards wide and eight feet high. But no one expects me to block the shot. So if I block it, I'm the hero. So really, who has the pressure? Good advisors question conventional wisdom and advice every day. Like whether retired people should have the majority of their money in bonds when current interest rates are very low, people are living much longer, and bonds may not be as safe a place in the future as they have been in the past. Speaking of ignoring questionable advice, I, I got the uh, following advice from my coach my freshman year in college during halftime in the Johns Hopkins game. And he said this, Jim, if you come out of the goal, make sure you get your hands on the ball. But if you can't get to it, don't come out. Great. <laughs> you think? <laughs> that reminds me of Will Rogers' famous investment advice. Don't gamble, take all your money, buy some good stock, hold it till it goes up, then sell it. But if it don't go up, 
don't buy it. <laughs> when I became a coach, soccer taught me a whole new set of lessons. Now, I've coached men and women, boys and girls, in soccer, softball, baseball, and basketball. I coached at the National Goalkeeper Camp. I truly believe that great advisors are really great coaches. And the attributes that make great coaches are the same ones that make advisors successful. But here's the thing. Great coaches don't sugarcoat the facts. At our firm, we tell every new client, we are going to tell you the truth, whether we think you want to hear it or not, because that's what you pay us for. <clears throat> so when we have to let them know about an investment that hasn't worked out, we remind them of our pledge to tell them the unvarnished truth. And it's my experience, clients really appreciate that. So when my daughter turned nine, I realized I couldn't let some enthusiastic but clueless parent coach my daughter in soccer, given my background. You should have heard the whining and complaining on the parents' part, however, when I explained to them that their daughters would not be receiving trophies unless they won the city championship. How did the girls respond? They went out and won the city championship and earned their trophies. Five years later, with my son's team, same story, same result. Look, people keep score for a reason. And we definitely keep score in our business, too. And just as important as keeping score in a game is having the confidence to stand up for yourself. One summer at the National Goalkeeper Camp, I had a high school keeper come up to me and say, that his teammates were giving him a really hard time every time the opponent scored. I said, fine, here's what you do next time. You walk up to the guy, you take your gloves off, you hand them to him, and then in a voice loud enough for the whole field to hear, say, you think you can do better? Knock yourself out. <clears throat> that next year, that goalkeeper told me that had done the trick. As advisors, we need to stand up for ourselves and our staffs as well. Now, we all have clients that make our jobs especially difficult and keep us up at night. You might consider just handing them your gloves. If they leave, they leave. I don't believe we have to be all things to all people, just all things to some people. But no two people are the same. So how we adjust our approach from client to client matters. <clears throat> As a coach, this was never more apparent to me than the difference between coaching men and women. I hate to break it to you, fellas, but guys are reasonably easy to coach. Because all you really have to do is challenge your manhood. So I'd flash my NCAA trophy and say, see this? I know what I'm talking about. Any questions? As you might imagine, however, the trophy stunt didn't work quite as effectively 
with my Ballard High School girls team. <clears throat> Their reaction was, uh, and we're supposed to be impressed by that because <laughs> I found these young women to be far more cerebral. They wanted to understand why were we doing a particular drill? And they'd ask, is this going to make us more efficient? Is this going to make us better? So I adjusted my coaching and later my advising style accordingly, getting a sense of who I was dealing with before figuring out the best approach in helping them. <clears throat> Playing and coaching soccer taught me a lot. But becoming a referee really changed my perspective. As a player, you think you see everything. As a coach, you think you know and see everything even more clearly. But as soon as I picked up a whistle, I realized just how hard it is to see anything at all. There, there are 22 players running around at full speed, and you have four-tenths of a second to decide whether that tackle is a foul, a cardable offense, a yellow card, or a red card. To be a good referee, you have to be yourself. I tend to use humor to diffuse tense situations. One summer, I was an assistant referee in a premier tournament final of 16-year-old boys from New Mexico and Washington State. With two minutes left in the match, the center referee called a penalty kick, giving New Mexico an opportunity for the game winner. However, the assistant referee at the other end of the field called the center over, they talked, and the center reversed his call. The New Mexico parents seated right behind me some 60 yards away were outraged. One dad screams, how can you make that call? That was totally a PK. And so I smiled and turned and looked at the guy and said, you know, you're probably right. In fact, why don't the three of us just pull up a chair next to you because clearly you have a better view of the field than we do. As you might imagine, the, the New Mexico sideline cracked up. And I watched this guy's face turn from anger to smiling, and then he laughed too. We use humor in our practice every day. My partner, Mike Mail, coined a phrase that's become an abiding philosophy of our firm, and it goes like this. It's okay to have fun and make money at the same time. Don't get me wrong. We take what we do very seriously, but nothing says we have to be humorless about it. And there's one referee power I bet we all wish we had in our everyday lives. Yellow cards are handed out for careless tackles and unsporting behavior. Red cards are for dangerous, reckless tackles. The next time one of your clients complains that their globally diversified balanced portfolio of stocks and bonds isn't keeping pace with some domestic equity index like the S&P or, or the Dow, how much fun would it be to do this? <laughs> or if a client is rude to my staff, that's a straight red for me.
Playing, coaching, and refereeing soccer has taught me lessons I've used every single day in my 37 years in the business. I never realized, though, that even the name of the position that I played, goalkeeper, would foreshadow my future in this industry. After all, don't we <clears throat> help our clients refine their goals and then help keep them on a path to achieving them? As I wrap up, I want to leave you with one last comparison. Everyone knows that goalkeepers are the last line of defense, but we're also the first line of offense. As advisors, don't we encourage people to think defensively when everyone around them is irrationally exuberant? Or when fear makes our clients want to sell everything and tuck their money under a mattress? Don't we instead encourage them to take risk, invest, and buy when things are on sale? I think it takes great courage for us to provide our clients with the kind of professional guidance and clear direction that we all do when market realities come at us, like the game of soccer, at full speed, unrehearsed, and unpredictable. Fortunately, unlike soccer, we can take a time out, like this annual meeting, to huddle up and rethink our game plan. Well, thanks for listening to the musings of an older goalkeeper who isn't quite as quick fit, or flexible as I once was. Thanks a lot. Visit our website, opus111group.com, for more about us and to make an appointment. Securities and advisory services offered in states where licensed exclusively through representatives of KMS Financial Services, member FINRA, SIPC, and an SEC-registered investment advisor.